So it's funny. My wife and I have uh, sort of different approaches to waking up in the morning. I don't know if you have that in your house, your marriage. Oh, totally. My my wife's approach. I, by the way, I want to say this. This is a judgment free statement. I'm just stating facts. Yeah. She's wrong, um, but this is a <laughs> mostly judgment free. So the way my wife does it, she uh, her her thing is how early can I set an alarm so I can hit as many snoozes <laughs> as possible before I absolutely have to give up get up. Yeah, and that's one approach. I had the same. Uh, I had a roommate my freshman year of college with the same approach. We were not roommates in our sophomore years. Um, mm. But I'm I, Liz is still my roommate. Um, my approach <laughs> is the opposite. <laughs> my approach is to set the alarm for the absolute last moment I have to, like, yeah. like, that's the moment I have to get out of bed. And get out of bed. And so then as soon as it goes off, I am, I, I, the legs swing before I turn off the alarm. Yeah. And then I'm out. And, I'm, and there's no virtue in this. Like, I am not bragging. <laughs> I am saying, if I hit the snooze alarm, I am never going to get out of bed that day. So, yeah. like, yep. it's it really is a matter of, like, know thyself. Yeah. And my thing is just go. <laughs> Just go. Just, Wait, what does Liz do? She hits the she hits the uh, the snooze. Like how many times though? Like, well, well, we some come, people we, are psychos and they do it like ten times. We've come know? to an agreement. Okay, we've come to an agreement. I have no actually, I have no idea how long she stays in bed now because I wake up five thirty and I legs over, <laughs> throw on gym shorts and a yeah. shirt and head downstairs to go work out. So I don't know how long she stays, but by the time I'm done at six thirty, she is in the kitchen. She's shower right to, to rock so it can't be that long but mm-hmm. um there a different point in our lives it was a little longer yeah that makes sense to me how about you you what, what do you guys do so i'm a get out of bed do my prayer time get after the day if it's a weekday like i'm you know getting go trying to go to the gym get a little workout in or something yeah alicia like she sometimes struggles a little bit like with going to sleep whereas I, i'm out like a light switch yeah so because of that you know so like when I'm home, like I'm with the kids and she's trying to get as much sleep as she needs. It's funny. Have you, as you've gotten older, have you been, is it easier to get up for you now? Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. I'm straight up old man now. I will say though that there's seasons, right? Like, oh, f- yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but like I can go like months and I'm getting out of bed and ready to rock and ready to go. And then I have a streak and it's like the same time I normally get up and I'm just struggling to get go. Well, these people who live closer to the equator don't understand. <clears throat> They yeah. don't understand where there's like here in Minnesota, there's like seven hours of daylight, yep. <laughs> you know, in the winter. 100%. Like it is hard to get up when you know it's two, three hours until the sun's going to rise. <laughs> you know, like that's just like, it's like a little kid in the summer who tries yeah. to go to bed when the sun doesn't set till 10. And yeah. he's like, I, why am I going to bed right now? It is still day. You yeah. Know? Explain like, that. Yeah. Come yeah. on, dad. Yeah. I also think the vitamin D is a factor too, right? Like, just like, I don't know. Feel get a, good. get a little go. blue in the wintertime sometimes. <laughs> well, it's like I want to snuggle. Yeah, you know? I want to snuggle like, and read a book. And give me a cheeseburger and a fire, kind of thing. That sounds like a sun a summer night to me. I don't know. Che- oh, you're right. Gosh, I don't know why I put those together. Probably because I like cheeseburgers. It. Uh, this is behind. This is inside baseball for you listeners. It's dinner time and we're hungry. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I'm trying not to bring up food again. All right, right. Let, let's let, let's go. <laughs> Welcome to Story Dream, a podcast where we share stories to help share the story. Have you ever felt paralyzed when someone asks you a question? When someone asks us a question, it's often better to answer with a story than a soundbite. 
I'm Corey McCroy, and I'm here with Chris Castells. Let's tell some stories. Are you are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling super. I got loops. caffeine right over my body. Oh my gosh! I probably should go to the bathroom. Though. Why don't you go do that? You feel happy? Ready? Yeah. Welcome to Story Dram, where we tell small stories that have a big impact. My name is Chris Casteltz, and I'm here with my good friend Corey Lacroix. What's up, dog? Hey, Chris. <laughs> What's up, oh. dog? I have this one person in my life that calls me Core Dog. <laughs> Who's that? Her name's Ashley. She's yeah. amazing. She's deserved the right, earned the right to call me Core Dog. But I feel like if most people in my life would call me Core Dog, I'd be like, "What, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, it's a very, Stop. it's a very strange. I don't know. It feels like a strange corn nickname dog. to me. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like corn dog. It sounds like corn dog to it's me. Like, yeah. Which again, dinner time. I'm hungry. <laughs> a corn dog sounds delicious. I love Let's a go. Good corn dog. I'm stoked for today's episode. I am. Although today's question <laughs> is insane. I honestly, it's wild. How old do you have to be to hitchhike? <laughs> okay, if my children are listening right now, the answer is never. Never years old. That's how old you can be when if for it's okay to hitchhike. You can never. It tells you to tell you what, 20, 20, 96. If you get to be that old. <laughs> 2096. In 2096, if you're that old then and hitchhiking, yeah. by all means. But because I'll be long gone. Like, but please, <laughs> no. No hitching. Don't do it. See, I'm gonna think I'm a little bit more open. You're insane. I know. I am insane. This One, your... because I pick up people. It sounds terrible. <laughs> Sometimes when people need <laughs> rides, <laughs> I've I've given people rides. Yes. Which, like, I guess in a way is like hitchhiking. You know, you see somebody on the side of the road or whatever, and they just look like they're struggling. Okay, maybe this is the difference. If you're the driver and you see somebody who looks like they need a ride, yeah. and then you approach them or like, hey, do you need a ride? That's very different, I think, than if you somebody's got their thumb up and they need a ride. Don't you think? I think it is different. I also think when you're the driver, you're in control of that situation. Mm, when you're driving. Like the, the person, like you roll the window down and the person's like, yeah. beep, boop, beep, boop, aliens are in my head. Then you just yeah. like pedal, leave, you know, like, <laughs> but, but <laughs> do you think it's safer to be the driver in a hitchhiking situation or the, or the hitchhiker? The driver, you obviously, a hundred percent. Okay. So if you, hypothetically, you're a serial killer. <laughs> and this, which, this is, which again this is why i think hitchhiking is a terrible idea wait, wait, because, okay so hypothetically you're a serial yeah. killer which one do you think you're going to answer driver or hitchhiker i think you're the driver you think driver okay serial killers are the people who want to like pick up hitchhikers that's what which i is think why you shouldn't hitchhike which is why you're, because if you're if you're the the hit if you're the person hitching well then you have to get rid of the car <laughs> is that what it's called hitching I've heard it called that. I myself. <laughs> so weird. I myself have it might never. Be something not that. <laughs> I've never hitched. Hitching. So if you're hitchhiking. Are you a hitcher? I'm a hitch. <laughs> no, I don't think it works in every. I think hitching is the way I've heard it used. I've never heard it as a. I, they're a hitcher. No, they're a hitchhiker. You're such a hitch. <laughs> the maturity level on this, on one side of this table is astounding. Very high. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um, my point is you, if you're, if you're hitching, you have less control over the situation. And, and I think, uh, yeah, serial killers, they yeah. want to be in control. Yeah. That's God, true. I can't believe I analyzed it like that. That's, <laughs> I like it. I, that, that comes from like that two year stint where all I listened to was cr- true, gra- yeah. true crime. There's drama. a lot of shows that are just about like the, them in the mind of serial killers. So it's, it's cool, I guess, to talk about it 
figure it out. Let's move on. Okay, so <laughs> why are we talking about this, about hitchhiking, and uh, how old do you have to be to hitchhike? It's because you have a story about being a not old enough hitchhiker. <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> so why don't, you, why don't you let us know about that? All right, so... Chris, as a kid, um, I was not a worrier. I was a pretty, like, free-going, like, um, yeah, just free-going, happy kid. Uh, but every day I worried about missing the bus. When we were uh, older, my parents sometimes would leave before they would before we would catch the bus, right? They'd okay. go to work and we'd still be at home. Um, so it was either, like, catch the bus or miss the bus. There's no plan B. We lived about 10 miles outside of town. Uh, the bus would come about 7 a.m. And so in the middle of the winter, it's still dark outside. Uh, so there was a time enough for me to, like, you know, get ready, eat breakfast, take a quick shower. I could do that in, like, 30 minutes. Right. Okay? So I knew if I, like, I got up at the 30-minute mark, I got time. So most days, it's, like, pretty calculated. Um, and mom and dad, they would always give us a heads up if they had to, like, go to work early or whatever. Uh, but this one particular winter day, my mom said, hey, Corey, just a reminder, tomorrow you got to get yourself ready for the bus. Like, we're going to work early. So, like, no plan B, right? Um, the problem was is I'm a procrastinator. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> kind of <laughs> like today, right? So, um, you know, I'm up late reading, watching television, or I guess back in this time, like, talking on the phone You because I didn't have a cell phone, no texting. Um, but stuff catches up to you when you're a procrastinator. Uh, so I had this, uh, what do you call it? It's, I call it a phone alarm, which like means something totally different today. Cause today a phone alarm means like the alarm on your phone. Yeah. But the like, only alarm I own. Yeah. 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 So, but I had a phone, like a physical hardwired phone that had an alarm on it. Does it does, I don't know if this makes sense, but it's no, like tracking? a phone, a corded phone. And yeah. I could like, there was a timer, like a big clock, a digital clock. And I could like put in uh, like when I wanted to wake up. Right. So like, that's how I woke up every day on my phone alarm. And <laughs> I, know, I sound like from the space age or whatever. Yeah. So I go to bed um, and my, and the phone goes off. Okay. So I wake up and like, um, I had already woken up maybe like six times to this point. Like, you, I don't know. Sometimes for me, I don't know about you, but like I, if I, if I'm overly anticipating or worrying about something, especially when I'm sleeping, like, I'm like, I wake up, I'm like, oh, crap, did I miss my alarm? And I check it. And like, no, I totally. only slept for five minutes, totally. right? Early so, flights, I am up 300 times. I mean, it's like, is it 3.30 yeah, in the morning yeah, yeah. yet? Is it 3.30? It's like sleep nope. anxiety. No, it's, it's 11. <laughs> so like this this morning, I wake up and I instantly have that feeling. Like the phone goes off. I instantly have that feeling. I sit up in my bed, check my, and I'm just like, it's time to go, right? So um, I go downstairs, still dark outside. I hear some noise in the house. My brothers are awake. Um, so like I shower quick, I eat breakfast. Um, I get some coffee because even though I'm 14 years old, I'm already a coffee addict. I don't know, it's weird. I like put some hot chocolate in the coffee and that's, you, that's you, how everyone gets addicted. <laughs> is yeah. that, I think that my kids are already drinking coffee and they're like three and four. No, they're not. No, but Mara's four and she drinks coffee. What? I know I'm a terrible parent. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so like I walked down, I walked down the driveway cause like my, when I, when I like done drinking the coffee and get everything ready. My brothers aren't in the house anymore. So I'm like, okay, they must already be there. So I walked down the end of the driveway and there's no bros. I'm like, I, I miss the bus. So I just like, all right, well, what do I do in this situation? So um, I just wait. Like for five minutes, I wait. Um, I don't have a phone. So I don't like, know actually what time it is. But after about five minutes, I start to freak out. I'm like, I, how do I get to school today? Like, am I just going to be home all day? Like, on one hand, that sounds amazing. Amazing. Right? Watch <laughs> like, the A-team. Yeah. And, like, whatever. Like, watch some movies. Hang. Go, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, like, 
I don't want to be home alone for the whole day, right? Yeah. I got stuff to do. Yeah, there's, I a got, whole, there's a movie about that. Right. Yeah. I got like eighth grade girls to talk to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I kind of I kind of get to school. Um so I'm think at this point I'm thinking of a plan, right? Like how like how can I get to school? So like the, the thought crosses my mind like can I hitchhike? Like how could that go? And so um maybe that could work, but then I realized uh I could die. Like what if what if I die today? Like th- maybe this is how my, my this is crazy, <laughs> but like what if my life ends like this, you know? Like yeah. I miss I'm like I, I miss the bus and then I get a hitchhiker and the hitchhiker takes me to the woods like Maybe 14-year-old Corey should not drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably good. That's a good insight. So I should so you're telling me I should cut my kids off from the coffee. Yeah. Um and then I think like you know, it's okay. It'd be fine because if I get picked up by somebody and they try to kill me, I'm a like I'm a bigger kid. So I'll only allow myself in the car with somebody who I could kill <laughs> if we had to fight to the death. <laughs> No, that's good planning. That's that's, <laughs> right? that's good thought. If, if I have the upper hand, it's fine. Okay, so that was my thought. Tony pulls up. You look at you are like, never mind. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um. And then, so then I'm thinking like, okay, but like, how does that work? Like, do I like run down the side of the highway with my thumb up? Like, I've never hitchhiked before because like the universal sign for I need a ride is thumb up on the side of the road, right? Right. But like, does that work? So, so I'm just like a match. It's dark outside. Like, I feel like I got to make big like get in traffic to catch somebody's <laughs> attention. It's really bad. So, thankfully, the clear mind prevailed, and I did not do this. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I saw no buses go by. I saw no like no potential. What do you call them? Hitchers? No, I would be the hitcher. Yeah. Hitchies? No, hitchhikers. Hitch- hitchhikers. <laughs> it was hitching. It so was- I think to myself, I'm gonna call the bus company. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm like, I'm 14 years old. I can call the bus company. Yeah, for sure. Maybe there's another bus that can come get me. <laughs> so I make my way back up the the driveway and I walk in the house and I hear the TV and I realize, um, like, man, that TV show does not sound like, you know, Good Morning America that's normally on when we're, when we're waking up or cartoons. That sounds like, like a, an adult show. So I walk into the living room and there's my dad laying on the couch. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, what, what are you doing? He's like, didn't you hear me yelling your name? Like, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I heard you come downstairs and get in the shower. And I was yelling, what are you doing, Corey? It's 10 o'clock at night. Oh, no. You said it for PM instead of AM. Set no alarm whatsoever. But because oh, it's an alarm phone, when I like heard the phone ring because somebody called us, I like, got up out of bed. I just like went into zombie mode. And so, like, at this moment, when he says, like, what are you doing? It just, like, totally hits me. Like, I'm just, like, so, like, in the zone in my own worry that I'm going to be, like, late for the bus. That, like, I'm oblivious to, like, my dad, who was, like, trying to give me a lifeline out of my worry. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and, yeah, just, like, how often is that... Do I encounter that same thing, right, in my mm-hmm. relationship with people or with God? Or, like, I'm so consumed by, like, my current freakout that the little peop- the little moments along the way where people are maybe saying something or asking me how I am or, like, giving me a gentle or friendly reminder, um, I'm just, like, out of tune, you know? 
Yeah, I saw recently, um, just to like a picture, I mean, whatever, that somebody said, um, a year from now, your fi- of your five biggest worries, almost none of them will worry you. Wow. And I was like really challenged by that. I was a little convicted by that, you know, like the five five things that worry me right now might probably won't be there. That's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me a little bit of that Padre Pio quote, something like, pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and will hear your prayer. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I have kind of like put my finger on it. Like, what's the thing in those mom- my own moments of worry that I struggle with? I think it's hope, mm-hmm. right? It's like in the middle of my own little storm or struggle or anxiety or the stuff I got to get done just in everyday life. Um, it can just feel like a lot. And I, and I so much can feel like it depends on me. You know, and there's like a, I think sometimes like an unwillingness to like surrender and to trust. Like, okay, yeah. Lord, like you've given me time, you've given me gifts, you've given me resources. Um, I can be a good steward of them, and then even in my moments of failure, like you're still faithful. You know. Yeah, I I, I think what's so interesting about this topic about <clears throat> being so wrapped up in our our current concern that we lose sight of the the big picture or the relationships of the matter or what really is important in life is there's so many scriptures about this right like, yeah you know there's the one uh that's about look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them and then you have martha and mary like martha's big problem isn't that she was doing the work that needed to be done yeah is that she was concerned about one thing She's wrapped up in the logistics of that moment, mm-hmm. you know, and what he says isn't you're doing it wrong. What he says to her is I'm not going to take away what Mary's doing because she's chosen the better part, Yeah, you know, and then you also think about the disciples in the boat and the like storm is raging and they are freaking out and Jesus is napping. Yeah. And they wake him up and he's like, are you kidding guys? <laughs> Do you, have you heard anything I've said? Yeah. I'm the I'm the guy that made like <laughs> like all of this is yeah. under my control and he snaps his whatever he does he doesn't snap his fingers by the way I really want a guy who snaps his finger and does stuff but anyway yeah, yeah. He, he whispers something and the the and like the storm abates right yeah. like it's it's this moment where God says oh my children you get wrapped up yeah it reminds me of the other <clears> night <throat> we're at uh, my eldest daughter's. Uh, last choir or uh, last band concert and it was so beautiful and so good and about halfway through we're trying to keep our five-year-old boy busy and he's mm-hmm. like playing with crayons and like coloring and he drops his red crayon mm. and it we're, we're in an auditorium so we're like rolled down this floor and like outside of our seats the next set of seats and he lost his <laughs> mind. You would have thought there was a bomb planted or a or the car was on fire or and here, here, I'm even naming things that don't matter, right? Like yeah. you know, like he you would have thought like the worst tragedies in the world and he was trying to get us. He could not calm himself down. Yeah. Oh, I took him out. I'm like, buddy, your crayon doesn't matter. And he looked me in the eye, I was like, You're wrong. <laughs> like yeah. is cared about it more than anything else. Yeah. And I think I think you're right. You've identified something that's really true about our humanity is it's ultimately, and as my wife would, would tell me this every day for all my days, mm-hmm. it's ultimately a lack of trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's when we get wrapped up in yeah. this little thing instead of seeing this bigger reality yeah. of God's love for us and, and yeah. what his plan is. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Um, one last thing I just want to say real quick is today we're talking about the kind of worry yeah. that is our normal normal everyday stress. 
Yeah. Uh, if you're battling a uh, more serious uh, reality of anxiety or depression, if uh, mental health is something that you're struggling with and you know it, um, I just want to encourage you to seek professional help. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to someone who loves you. Don't let it persist in the dark. Um, bring it to light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the end of your story was you walked in, the TV's on, and your dad's there. Yeah. You know, and everything was instantly better, right? right? Because you knew you're okay totally. because someone shared in your moment. Right. And the same is true when we have that sort of clinical anxiety, like, or clinical worry, like it, if we can share it with somebody, like yeah. it can get better. Um, mm. so I encourage you to do that. Um, yeah. So Corey, thanks for sharing your story today, man. Yeah. Thanks for listening, brother. Yeah. Thank all you out there for listening to the story jam podcast. We're so excited to share our stories, uh, with you. Make sure you follow us and share this podcast with people you know and love. In fact, actually, just share it with everybody, the strangers, uh, anybody you encounter. <laughs> if you hitchhike somewhere, share it with your future serial killer. Um, just kidding. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you enjoyed if you enjoyed this, please like us and follow us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, someone might need to hear this message uh, about um, keeping our eyes on the thing uh, that's most important and not to not to worry thank you all out there for listening to the story dram podcast we are uh so excited and blessed to share our stories with you uh, make sure to follow us like this podcast and, and please 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 share this podcast with the people in your life you never know who might need to hear uh this message of, of hope um and in you know a world that seems to be ever filled with um you know anxiety and fear so anyway share this podcast like it and then go out and make some stories